Hello and welcome to Back of the Card Sports Trivia Pod, a podcast where you can test your sports trivia knowledge over a variety of sports and topics. My name is Court and I will be your host. Our game will consist of five rounds of six questions covering everything from your basic sports to some unknown sports. Each question is worth one point unless otherwise noted. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok and let us know what your score is. Again, a great week of sports last week. We watched as the Texas Rangers won their very first World Series. We saw the renewal of a classic NFL rivalry, and unfortunately, we lost a legend in the sport of college basketball. So we're going to cover it all today, and round one will pay homage to those Texas Rangers. Now, if you recall, a couple weeks ago, I had a connection, and it was every team that had only made one World Series up to that point. Well, I thought about doing something similar for the connections this week, but I also realized that probably wouldn't be a good idea because it'd be a simple repeat of that round because now there are only five teams that have not won a World Series because the Texas Rangers, who were the sixth, now have won a World Series. So all these questions have to do with the Texas Rangers, with the organization. So let's have fun and start with question number one. Within two, what year were the Texas Rangers established? Question number two. Before becoming the Texas Rangers, what was their name and location? Question number three. What presidential family were once part owners of the Texas Rangers? Question number four. How many World Series has manager Bruce Bochy won? Question number five. What other AL team was established the same year as the Rangers organization? And question number six. What legendary player was the manager of the Rangers in 1969, the only winning season in their previous location? All right, I'm going to give you a few seconds worth of music, and then I will return to get some answers on the Texas Rangers. All right, let's get you some answers here on the Texas Rangers. So question number one. Within two, what year were the Texas Rangers established? Well, they were established in 1961. So in order to get the point there, you would have had to say between 1959 and 1963. Question number two. Before becoming the Texas Rangers, what was their name and location? Well, they were the Washington Senators. So yeah, they were the Washington Senators. They were there from 1961 to like about 1970 or so. And then they moved down to Texas and became the Texas Rangers. But the organization has been around since 1961. Now, there are a lot of ties to the Washington Senators um, and the Washington Nationals. That's the reason why the Washington Nationals started with that kind of cursive W is because that was the logo for the Washington Senators. Playing a little homage to the Senators there. But it also kind of plays a little tie into the next question. Question number three. 
what presidential family were once part owners of the Texas Rangers? Well, that was the Bush family. Specifically, George W. Bush was a part owner. He kind of had his dad involved with that as well, but he was part owner. I, I think he still is like on the board or something like that. He still has a tie-in, and he actually threw out the very first pitch of this year's World Series as well. So there is still a tie-in to the Bush family with the Texas Rangers. Question number four. How many World Series has manager Bruce Bochy won? Well, he has won a total of four World Series, and all of them as a manager. Now, 2010, 2012, and 2014 were all with the San Francisco Giants. 2023, this was his first win as a manager with the Texas Rangers and the World Series there. Question number five. What other AL team was established the same year as the Rangers organization? That would be, again, 1961. That would be the Los Angeles Angels. So... In order to keep an even number, and there was like a specific act that was enacted at the time by the U.S. government, the Major League Baseball had to have an even number of teams. So that's why when the Texas Rangers, a.k.a. the Washington Senators, were established, the Los Angeles Angels were established to keep that number even and be able to keep all that funding still in place. Last but not least, question number six. What legendary player was the manager of the Rangers in 1969 and is the only winning season in their previous location? Well, that would be Ted Williams. So not a lot of success for this organization in Washington, but the one year that they did have a winning record, Ted Williams was their manager. Now we're talking about a day and time in which literally you would go straight from being, if you were a good player, you would go straight from being a player to a manager. We saw that with Babe Ruth and a couple other as others as well. But Ted Williams was an example of that was not a over the top, great manager, but definitely a great player. Moving on now into round number two. Round number two is our quick hitters round. This round is filled with some questions that are quick hitters and have simple answers. Today's category is World Series MVPs. For this category, what I'm going to do is I'm going to say a year. You just have to tell me who won the World Series MVP that year. You don't need to give me the team or anything like that. Just looking for who won the World Series MVP. So question number one, 2023. Question number two, 2022. Question number three, 2021. Question number four, 2020. Question number five, 2019. And question number six, 2018. I guess I could have summarized this one by just saying name the last six World Series MVPs, but hey, decide to break it down by year and have a little bit of fun with it that way as well. So let's get started with question number one, 2023. Well, that would be Corey Seager. So yeah, he won the World Series MVP this year. Uh, usually that comes with a new truck, so congratulations to him and his new truck. Question number two, 2022, that'd be Jeremy Pena, he played for the Houston Astros back-to-back uh, -back times in which a shortstop has won the MVP. I'm sure it's happened before, but it's just kind of cool that it's happened here as well. 2021, that would be Jorge Soler of the Atlanta Braves. So he had a very red-hot World Series. I remember him hitting like somewhere close to like 400. It was something stupid. Just It made sense that naturally he would be the one to get it on that one. 
Question number four, 2020. Again, that would be Corey Seager. Yes, this is his second MVP. This first, the, when he won it in 2020, that was with the Dodgers. So since then, obviously, he's moved on. But and I, again, another World Series MVP for Corey Seager. Question number five, 2019. Well, that would be Steven Strasburg. Won it for the Washington Nationals. I don't know if you remember this or not, but he went out there and he had a 2-0 record and he only allowed four. He had four earned runs allowed in 14 innings pitched with 14 strikeouts. Yeah, the man was dominant. Definitely worthy of the MVP in 2019. And last but not least, 2018. Again, you had to kind of comb the banks there. Steve Pierce, believe it or not. He was a first baseman, hit 333 during the World Series, had three home runs, eight runs batted in, and a 1.16 slugging percentage. Dude was off the rails good it was one of those it's just a reminder and we see it all the time in other sports as well that just because you were the regular season mvp doesn't mean you're going to win the um championship mvp baseball is the epitome of that because you just don't see it a lot where the mvp of the regular season also wins mvp of the world series there's just not a huge tie in there but in this case that is very evident especially with that last one of steve pierce all right, let's continue on now into round number three. Now, round number three is our connections that make contact. This round will have five questions that may or may not be sports related, but the answers do relate to each other in some way through sports. The sixth question will be the connection between the five answers. So I'm going to give you five questions. The answers may or may not be sports related, but they do all connect some way through sports. So let's get started with question number one. What is the married last name of Posh Spice? Question number two. What is a five-letter word for what a crowd does when their team does something good? Question number three. In tennis, what is the state of a game when the side receiving service needs only one more point to win the game, better known as? Question number four. What is the opposite of a winner? Question number five. What position in football is the one who primarily receives the ball from the center by way of a snap? And question number six is what is the connection between those answers? I'm going to give you a few seconds worth of music and then I will return. All right, let's see if we can make contact. So question number one, what is the married last name of Posh Spice? Well, that would be Beckham. She is, of course, married to David Beckham. We're talking about Victoria Beckham there. So last name and correct answer there is Beckham. Question number two, what is a five-letter word for what a crowd does when their team does something good? Well, that would be cheer. They obviously cheer. They they hoop, they holler, all that sort of stuff. Five-letter word is cheer. Question number three. In tennis, what is the state of a game when the side receives service needs only one more point to win the game better known as? That is better known as a break point. So that means that if 
you are up on the game. You are one point away from winning that game, and you are not the one serving. That is called break point. Question number four, what is the opposite of a winner? That would be a loser. So obviously winner, loser, those who are opposites. Question number five, what position in football is the one who primarily receives the ball from the center by way of a snap? That would be the quarterback. So we had answers such as Beckham, cheer, break point, loser, and quarterback. The connection there, those are all sports documentaries on Netflix. Now, I got this idea. If you have not seen the commercial during the NFL games, they are hilarious. A guy walks in. He's a Green Bay Packers fan. All of his friends are Packers fans, but all of his friends are wearing Kirk Cousins jerseys. And they all talk about how Kirk is such a great guy, and it's awesome to see how see how great of a guy he is, and da-da-da-da, and they're all watching quarterback. And it's an advertisement for all the sports documentaries on Netflix. Now, I've watched quarterback. It's fantastic. Breakpoint is really good. Cheer. My wife loves it. I have not watched Beckham or Loser yet, but that is certainly on my list. And I, I still, quarterback is definitely one of my favorites on there. I thought they did a great job on that one, not only with Kirk, but also definitely with um, talking about the other quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes and Marcus Mariota. I just think that they did a great job and definitely look forward to seeing next season of quarterback as well. Continuing on now into round number four and round number four, we're going to talk about a rivalry that was just fantastic. It was a great match. It was a great game yesterday. So we're just going to pay honor to the Cowboys and the Eagles. Now, these are two fan bases that you either love them or you hate them, and there is no in between. But whether whether you love them or hate them, there's no doubt that this is one of the most storied rivalries when it comes to the NFL. So let's get started with question number one on the Eagles and the Cowboys. Within five, how many times have these two franchises played each other? Question number two. Within two, what year was the first time the Eagles and the Cowboys faced off in the playoffs? Question number three. On Halloween Day 1993, what Hall of Fame running back set the Cowboys franchise record of 237 rushing yards against the Eagles? Question number four. What Eagle and eventual Cowboy celebrated twice by running to the star after scoring two touchdowns as a 49er? Question number five. The first matchup was played on September 30th, 1960. Who won that game? And question number six. In the rivalry between the Cowboys and the Eagles, who has won the most games? All right, I'm going to give you a few seconds worth of music and then I will return with the answers. All right, let's get you some answers here on this classic NFL rivalry. So question number one, within five, how many times have these two franchises played each other? Well, as of today, they have played each other a total of 129 times. 
So in order to get the point there, you would have had to stay between 124 and 134. Now they do have one more matchup before the end of the year. So at the end of the year, you would say the answer would be 130, but as of today, it's 129. Question number two. Within two, what year was the first time the Eagles and the Cowboys faced off in the playoffs? Well, that would be the January 11, 1981. So in order to get the point there, you would have had to say between 1979 and 1983. So it took them about 20 years before they faced each other in the playoffs. Doesn't mean this rivalry isn't still rooted very, very deep. Question number three. On Halloween Day 1993, what Hall of Fame running back set the Cowboys franchise record to, for rushing at 237 yards against the Eagles? That would be Emmett Smith. If I had just said name a Cowboys running back that's in the Hall of Fame, would have probably gotten the same answer. But, you know, just the fact that he rushed for 237 yards against the Eagles is just incredible. It's it just amazing that... 237 yards in general is just amazing. Question number four. What eagle, an eventual cowboy, celebrated twice by running to the star after scoring two touchdowns as a 49er? That'd be Terrell Owens. That man was talented, but oof, was he a diva. Very talented, but over-the-top diva for sure. Question number five. The first matchup was played on September 30th, 1960. Who won the game? You had a 50-50 shot here, either the Eagles or the Cowboys. The Eagles won that first matchup. Now, after that, the Cowboys kind of took a hold of the rivalry, and they won, I think, like 11 in a row or something like that. But the Eagles did win that first matchup. And then question number six. Who won the most games in this rivalry? Again, 50-50 shot. Correct answer there is... The Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys have won the most games in this rivalry between the two of them. As of this recording, the Cowboys are 73-56-0 against the Eagles all-time. And they have also are 3-1 against the Eagles in playoff appearances as well. Again, we have one more matchup with the way these two offenses are playing and those defense. It's, it's one of those... Cowboys defense are the top and the Eagles offense is at the top. It's going to be a, you know, immovable object versus a speeding bullet, like all those. It's going to be another good matchup, if anything, that was proven last night as well. Let's wrap up today's game with honoring a legend. We lost Bobby Knight last week and he is a legend and one of the guys that is, when you think of him, you think of a lot of things. Fiery, passionate, very, very vulgar at times. Uh, definitely a, a man who, if you got in his way, he was not afraid to run you over. But definitely a great basketball coach. So we're going to honor the legend of Bobby Knight with a few questions about him. So starting with question number one. Within three, what year was Bobby Knight born? Question number two. What school did Knight spend the majority of his coaching career and is best known for coaching at? Question number three. Within 10, how many career wins did Bobby Knight have? Question number four. What Big Ten team did Bobby Knight win a championship as a player in 1960? Question number five. 
What year did Bobby Knight coach the men's basketball team to a gold medal in the Olympics? And question number six. What eventual legendary coach was an assistant for Knight as at his stop before going to Indiana? Alright, I'm going to give you a few seconds worth of music, try to come up with those answers, and then we'll wrap up today's game. Alright, let's wrap up today's game and talk about the legend that is Bobby Knight. So question number one. Within three, what year was Bobby Knight born? He was born officially October 25th, 1940. So in order to get the point there, you would have had to say between 1937 and 1943. Question number two. What school did Knight spend the majority of his coaching career and is best known for coaching? That would be Indiana University. He was there from 1971 until 2000. And the reason for him leaving Indiana and eventually ending up at Texas Tech definitely is one of the reasons why he was either loved by everyone or absolutely despised by everyone. Question number three. Within 10, how many career wins did Bobby Knight have? He had a total of 902 wins. So in order to get the point there, you would have had to say between uh, 892 and 912. Now, when he left, he was the winningest coach in men's basketball history. He has since been surpassed. Question number four. what With what Big Ten team did Bobby Knight win a championship as a player in 1960? That would be the Ohio State University. A lot of legends. On that team, he was just one of them. That was a fantastic team. And depending on who you talk to, it was the greatest Ohio State basketball team that's ever been. Question number five. What year did Bobby Knight coach the men's basketball team to a gold medal in the Olympics? That'd be 1984. So there's all these things that said that like if the 1984 Olympics had happened before the NBA draft, Michael Jordan probably would have been drafted first. Because he had such a amazing Olympics. And Bob Knight was the coach. And I think Bob Knight would still say to this day that Michael Jordan was the best player that he ever coached, bar none. And I probably have to agree with that. And question number six. What eventual legendary coach was an assistant for Knight at his stop before going to Indiana? Well, before he was at Indiana, he was at the Army Academy, and he was the basketball coach over there. And Mike Krzyzewski, Coach K himself, was one of his assistant coaches. A little bit different tact, a little bit different style, but definitely part of that Bob Knight coaching tree. So definitely a legend. He will be missed, and hopefully they honor him in the correct way at both Indiana, Army, and Texas Tech. Well, I want to thank you for tuning in this week. I will return next Tuesday with more questions and more fun. Make sure you follow us on Apple and make sure when you select a follow that you choose to automatically download. If Apple isn't your thing, make sure you subscribe everywhere else. Please leave a five-star review wherever you can and follow us on social media at Back of the Card Trivia on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Well, hey, my name's Court. The dog's name is Milo. I appreciate you tuning in this week, and I will see you next time.